Welcome to Post to Post here on my WCWP. And happy one-year anniversary, ladies and gentlemen. Post to Post is now one year old. We're Ryan, still babies. We're still babies, kind of, with this. With this. So, yeah, no, we, we have officially been on the air for, you've been whoever's been listening to us this time, thank you for staying with us for uh, one whole year. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> but thanks for staying with us. So, yeah, no, we are officially one year, and we still have done the same thing day in and day out, and that's give everybody the best hockey news and everything that goes around in the NHL. So, Thanks for staying with us. And we're going to go right into the news once again. Because right after we went off the air last week, Jake Muzzin was traded from the LA Kings to the Toronto Maple Leafs for forward Carl Grundstrom and the rights to defensive Sean Drewis and a second and a first round pick in 2019. So they get Toronto's first round pick wherever that may be. That may be the 31st pick. That may be, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's probably going to be a, a really low pick this year. It's, I can I know it's gonna be bottom, oh, I'm probably bottom ten. Yeah, it's honestly. probably gonna be because right now, if Toronto could somehow miss the playoffs, which is very possible, it's very possible, but it's it's far fetched. It's very far fetched. Still, I'm surprised to see Muzzin go. Not not a hundred percent. Like I'm sh- like I saw it and I was shocked because L. A. has been dealing with a lot of problems since the season started. They haven't been very good at all. So Jake Muzzin going, and to get that's a nice haul for him. You know, young guys. You got the rights to a defenseman, which I would if I if I was the GM, I wouldn't have really been happy about. I would have probably liked a surefire prospect, not somebody that I have to talk to. Yeah, and for what they gave up, and like Jake Muzzin is, I wouldn't say household name, but he he was one of the Kings' top top defenders. He was one of their top defenders in both and cup runs. For what they got, I I don't know if. It was enough considering the fact that Muzzin's under control for next year as well. I would have probably asked for more if maybe, I was Toronto. Maybe or, another uh, prospect rather. or another yeah. pick. I definitely wouldn't have gotten the rights to someone personally because it's up to that player whether they want to sign there or not. Yeah, I, the, and they can't play this year anyway because the the sign deadline is passed. Exactly, and the past. whole the whole thing is. When when I think of the rights to somebody, my mind jumps to um, Jimmy Vesey, mm-hmm. because the whole thing was is that he was originally drafted by Nashville, and then the players were more or less clamming for the rights to him, not really for the player. And then he luckily went to the Rangers and signed with the Rangers. But the whole idea is like this player is not going to play for you for the rest of the season. You're basically, and I get it. That's the whole point of tra- trading Jake Muzzin. He wanted things for down the road because the Kings aren't going anywhere tomorrow. They're Absolutely not. They're, it's going to be, a, this is a strong rebuild. This is a Detroit rebuild. This is a very strong rebuild that they're going to take a few years with it. But I think, I think Toronto wins the trade at the end of the yeah, day. You the you, the day, you yeah. get you get a great defenseman in Jake Muzzin. And for next year as well. For next year. And it, and f- at least for Toronto, you've needed defensive help since day one. Mm-hmm. Your forward court, you have the, one of the best top six in the NHL. So you, you have no question uh, you have enough firepower. The thing is, you need help for your goaltender. And I think it's Frederick Anderson. Yeah, Frederick still? Anderson. Yep. Frederick Anderson. He, he's not going to stop. He hasn't stopped everything. And But you need somebody, especially now that you're going to the playoffs, you need the defensive help. So Which I think. Now they have a. Pretty solid top four. Yeah, which you can get you far. So, and could it get you the cup? We'll have to wait and see. But I think for them, great pickup, and they're probably going to do a lot more. Come, oh, I think I'm sure they will. They're two, gonna, I think what we mean, two weeks till the trade deadline. Two, uh, three weeks until the trade deadline. So yeah, that 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 day will probably be. You will hear a lot of Toronto getting tossed around, and the second one, which actually I was surprised to hear. And I, I got wrong actually when we first heard about it was the Pittsburgh Penguins acquired uh, two forwards for Derek Broussard and Riley Shanahan, along with the uh, bunch of picks. So, so the Peng- the Penguins got Nick Bjugstad and Jared McCann from the Panthers, and they gave up Derek Broussard, Riley Sheehan, and a second round pick and a fourth rounder round and a fourth rounder. Yeah, and. Which two, it was two fourth rounders. It was rounders, two, two fourth rounders, yes. So I, I didn't understand this trade at all from Florida's standpoint. 
they just re-signed Bukestad. McCann's got another year left as well. And about a day after they got Broussard, they said, yeah, we're going to flip him. So what was what was the point? Broussard's a rental player. Florida's not going anywhere. So why give up or so why get Broussard if you're not going to do anything? Maybe they did it for the picks? I would think uh, it's got to be for the picks because those those are nice picks, uh, especially for second round and fourth round. Those are even rounds, so that means Pittsburgh will probably go earlier in the draft. So, you know, I could see I could see why they want those. And if you're gonna go down, like the whole point with Florida is, are they a rebuilding team or are they are they still yeah, they haven't close enough to and now? It's not the chance to be now. It's not the time rather. To be figuring out if you're going to rebuild or not. You do that in the offseason. Exactly. Like, before free agency starts, before the re-sign period starts, you don't do it three weeks before the trade deadline. No, there's no re... I don't I don't think this trade needed to happen. Like, for Pittsburgh's standpoint, it needed to happen because you needed to get rid of Brissardi. It wasn't doing anything for you guys. I didn't think that they would have to give up that much in the Brissardi trade. I thought they would be getting more than they'd be getting. Yeah. Brissardi has really been thrown around lately. He has, and and I and I ever and, since he left the Rangers, he's really yeah. never really had a permanent permanent home. And it's kind of weird because you look at what Mika Zibanejad is doing, who who was the player that the Rangers got in return, which was very surprising with all the contracts. Yeah, he with has. the contract that he had at the time, and for and for the love, like to be honest, you look today, even today, Mika Zibanejad was given the third star of the week. So he's producing at an alarming rate on the Rangers right now for a team who's stagnated in a, in a, in a rebuild and is probably one of the pieces going forward for the rebuild. And Derek Broussard, this is this is his second, is his third team? He got, he was traded at, the, at deadline time last year and to Pittsburgh, and now he's he's got a new home again, which... And he's probably going to have I, another one. I wouldn't even call it home because within three weeks, he's going to be gone. Now the thing is, who do you who do you flip him to to get the most in return? Who needs a third? I would think Boston. I can I can maybe see Boston because David Backus did not turn out to be what they had hoped. Yeah, but the only thing because I could they do have Bergeron. They got they got Krejci, so they got their centers there. Donato is a pretty solid center for them. But they need another. I feel like they need some another a very good third line center. Right now, I'm thinking maybe, maybe Columbus. Well, the thing that Boston that comes up to me is I think Boston's looking for somebody else because, don't forget they they are real if they if it's a Boston if it's a homegrown Boston player, they'll bring him in, and the first thing that comes to mind when I think that is Kevin Hayes. Yeah. Because they just had I think they they recently got rid of his brother. Yeah, they had uh, Jimmy Hayes. Yeah, who's now with the Devils. So to me, I you know Boston. I think he'll go to if he if he's gonna go if they're gonna if Boston's going after anybody. I think it would be Kevin Hayes, but Broussard I also think is a good fit. I do agree with you, Columbus, because if you can sign Broussard and he actually starts producing, then that's that's a good filler. And they're a good and they're a young team too. They, I wouldn't say they do. They don't really have a lot of veterans like Nick Foligno provides great veteran leadership, but he's surrounded by guys, a ton of guys who are. 25 and younger. Yeah, and the question with Columbus is do uh is on, is basically a Timmy Panarin and Sergey Bobrovsky because they're both free agents come the oh, end of Panarin's this year. Panarin's gone. We can Panarin's gone. He's much, going he's going much somewhere else. There's you know, you can speculate all, day and night about where he wants to go. He did say he does want to go to New York. So, you know, we'll see where that ends up because everybody, you know, everybody would want to go play in New York. It is a big city. It's a big market. But, you know, it's other, there's other choices for him out there, and everybody would want him. Now, the one rumor that I was looking at this morning is that Bobrovsky would like to be traded before before he goes free agency. Oh, I did not hear that. I have not. And the number and the guys who are looking to get him is Florida. Again, again, I don't I don't get that, especially Bobrovsky, because he's a he is a household name, a much bigger name than Derek Broussard. So getting him would but what do you need him? That's the question. You have, you no, have Roberto Luongo. Well, regardless of whether they had Roberto Luongo or not, even if they had Bobrovsky for the last month, their offense isn't there. They're not going to make the playoffs. Exactly. So why shell out all of this to get two months of a Vesna caliber goaltender when he's not going to stay? 
Well, unless they have a bunch of cap space, which I don't believe Florida does. I feel like Bobrovsky's one of those guys, though, that wants to be on a team that you has a win future. Now. Yeah, you want to win wants now. wants to win now. Florida's not in that position. You know where I think Bobrovsky would be a great fit? Calgary. I can see that. Because Calgary needs they the goaltending. Need... I, I honestly, I don't know who's, who is in their net right now. Like I know the names, but it's not the actual person. Like Mike Smith is a piece of paper. He breaks, <laughs> yes, breaks every, very easily. He breaks very easily. So unless Mike Smith is somehow um, like 17 years younger, there's no reason this team should have like 73 points. Oh, yeah, no, which is shock. I think that's just the, the production value of Calgary. Calgary has just been on fire, and they're not slowing down. The only thing that, that bothers me about Calgary, and I think I've said this to you outside of the show, and that's they can't roll four lines. They just can't. Yeah, they can't. So if you bring in, say, for argument's sake, you bring in Bobrovsky. Like, that would be amazing for them to bring him in. But we're going to talk about the trade baits next in the next segment, and we're going to go to break. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about the teams who are buyers and sellers and where everybody's going to go, and we're going to put our, our GM caps on and see what we would want to get in return for them. So you're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. The new sound of LIU has arrived. My WCWP becomes the wave on February 6th. Catch the wave during Common Hour on Wednesday the 6th at the End Zone. Come enjoy a live DJ set, cake, free merch, and more. The wave crashes Common Hour February 6th at the End Zone. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free, in print or online, and get connected with the Post community. Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is for Post, by Post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons, or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition. The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 years. Welcome back to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. I am your host, Anthony Kevred, and we are going to put on our imaginary thinking cat, our imaginary GM hats as our first segment called Trade Bait. We both are going to pick a team who's a buyer and we're going to pick a team who's a seller. And we're going to look at what moves they can make before the deadline in three weeks. And this week, for my seller, it's going to be the Edmonton Oilers. I understand that you have one of the best talents in the league in Connor McDavid. You don't have any pieces around him. Their best other piece is, I'd say, probably dry saddle. Yeah, no. And you and they don't even play on the same line. Exactly. So, like... so the whole thing for them is... You are sitting in sixth right now, in in the in uh, the West, and in a wild card spot. Actually, you're very you have 51 points, which is nothing to laugh at because you're literally close to a wild card spot. Vancouver has 54, and Minnesota's got 56. So you can go on a hot streak and get them. But I don't think you have anything right. You can't. What happens if you make the playoffs? If you're Edmonton. Well, then they're surprised that they made the playoffs. <laughs> and you get and you get bounced in the first round. Exactly. You're going to get bounced by, like, Vegas, San Jose, Calgary, or Winnipeg, Nashville, or Dallas. You're going to get bounced by one of those get teams. So if I was, if I was Edmonton, I would, start, I would start from scratch and do what you should have done when you drafted McDavid. Build around him. Let him have control, a little bit of control. You know, you not gave like LeBron James control. Not long, like no. God forbid, LeBron James. LeBron control. James was that GM. Was the don't, GM of the? Of don't the, do that. Uh, like, ask him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say ask him. Just be like, is there anyone in particular you would like to bring in? Yeah, and like, then they like, do their best to or go get him. I wouldn't even do that. I would. I would give him a list of potential players that you, that that the the organization can pay for, and be like, all or right, that, who that who here could could like, you what, work with? What name with? pops out? Yeah, to what you? name pops out? And there's a few other things. There's a free agent. There's a one big free agent, and it's Cam Talbot. And he's a pending free agent, 
do you keep him? Or do you go and try to get another big goaltender to, to be your your starter? And maybe and maybe if you could sign him to a light deal as a backup. Because I, I'm sorry, and I love Cam Talbot. I loved him when he was a Ranger. I was sad to see him go, and I was very happy that he was going to be a starter. But you burn the guy out. You burned him out. He's, he's burnt, like you said. He played over 70 games last year, and that was the year coming out of the playoffs. Yeah. That is way, way too much work with not enough time off. Now, and, you know, they're not, they didn't close the door on re-signing him. They didn't. And they, they would like to sign him to a contract. But I think at this point, he's still a, na- he's still a big enough name and a player that you can get something in return for him mm-hmm. in three weeks. Could you flip him to a team like maybe Toronto? You could flip him to Toronto. Toronto does need a backup. Spark- Sparks is not the greatest option for a backup. Yeah, you can you can easily bring him in, and for the remainder, and even if you wanted to, if he starts, if uh, Talbot is, in, is, if you can rest Talbot, you could play him in like a, a playoff series, or if somebody gets hurt, and you could have the, you have that option. You have that you know, I bring it up a lot. You have that uh, Matt Murray option to mm-hmm. to flurry him back and forth, you know, before uh, he went to. Vegas, you had that option, and I think if you get that option again, that helps a lot. Um, you know, there's there are salary cap issues with Edmonton, and that is a glaring problem, especially that, with uh, McDavid making twelve and a half for the next. Oh eight yeah, years, that. But and here's Dry the thing: Saddle making like eight. The Drysaddle contract, in my opinion, is not well deserved. That oh, was, it wasn't. It's Absolutely not a good not. contract at all. He didn't deserve that much money. But the McDavid contract, you got to swallow that. You have to. He's oh, one of absolutely. the best players in the league. You got to swallow that. But now here's the thing. You, you just fired your GM. Long time coming. Yeah, long time coming. Do you wait until do you embrace the tank and you try to get a higher pick now? Because you still have time to tank. There's still enough time to tank. We're only... I can see it both ways because they still have time to tank, but they still have time to make the playoffs. They're three points out. Yeah, the, qu- the question is... There's plenty of time left. The question I'm really asking is, which way does this team go? Because right now they're 24th in the league, so they're they're in the lottery already. The way I see them going is they're going to wait until next year. Yeah, I I, I want to say that they should. I think they should start clearing some space and trade whoever's got to go. If you got somebody who who you think they need to get Lucic is there, right? Yeah, he's they still need there. to get rid of that contract. That's but here's the whole thing is like they brought him in and they won the Milan Lucic sweepstakes when it happened. That's not winning. It wasn't. That's it not wasn't. A win. I don't understand That's a why. Loss. I don't understand why everybody was so really wanted Lucic. He didn't really do anything. And he's not like a six or seven million dollar player. He's not, and he never was, and he never will be. Exactly. So I don't understand why that they did that. But I think if you're Edmonton, at this point, I would look at the pieces you have, see what can go, get rid of some of them. Don't don't buy. Just just sell some pieces. Like if you got some defensemen that you bounce around from the AHL that somebody's looking at, get rid of them. If you got a decent contract that you can you can get rid of and gain cap space from, get rid of it. It makes more sense to be ready so that when you, if you do decide to tank next year, you know, go ahead. And there's something in the back of my mind right now that's just saying trade Connor McDavid, but that's a no-no. You can't. You no. physically if you cannot trade Connor trade. McDavid, your team has they'll burn down Rogers Place. That and the very small chance that your team has this year and at the moment the years to come. The next twelve years. Yeah, if McDavid's gone, he's there's no chance. Yeah, nobody's biting that contract. I don't think there's a team in the NHL that would want to bite that contract. Give it a few years, and when $12.5 million is like four, then yeah. Well, then, then, again, now, then again, you have those signing bonuses, too, which we've, we've spoken about in, in, which in other episodes. Which is very smart. It's a very smart thing, but it also is a very dumb thing. Yeah, but we've talked about that in greater lengths. And go check out our um, – when, when – uh, Neilander got signed. I'm sorry, I don't know why his name escaped me. Check our episode when he, when he signed. Anything. Yeah, he's not. But check 
check that episode out when we talk more in depth about why the signing bonuses could be a bad thing for the NHL in the coming years. But with that, who is your trade bait? Um, so for me, from what I've seen, my tr- pick for trade bait is is the Islanders because they need they need a little bit of help on defense. Oh, as a buyer, okay. As a buyer, they they need some help on defense. They could use a, another like actual legitimate center who was brought up as a center because they this year they have a habit of throwing in people who were brought up as wingers on and throwing them into the center position and then the p- players who were brought up as centers are wingers. Yeah, no, you're right. That's very weird. So they do that and they they need they need some defensemen because Nick Letty, he's he's having probably one of the worst years of his career. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Jo- Johnny Barchuk's always going to be there. He's going to be be the guy who's leading the defense. Taves has been a very big pleasant surprise. Everyone else on defense has not really produced. Scott Mayfield is not really there. Adam Pellick, don't even get me started on Adam Pellick. And Hickey's been out for, I don't know, two months, and they don't even know what's wrong with him. Look, the the only question that I would have for the Islanders at this point is, what what do you, because you got to give something to get something, and they if do. you're gonna get something, like you're, what do you like if they're what are they looking for? Like you're looking for a top pairing defenseman. I don't I don't even think they need a top pairing defenseman. They just need someone that on the um like a, a second pair defenseman because Boardchuck and Letty they click. Letty may be struggling, but if you get another like solid defenseman, you can move him down a pair. Because right now, you can't you can't really do that. You don't have a lot of uh, wiggle room with all the struggling defensemen that they have. I, I see what you're getting at, and but where would you find something like that at this point? Because there are teams that have good defensemen that are I I can't think of like one on top of my head that would look to sell. Because you got other teams who are who are competing and do have better assets. But this thought actually just popped in my head. Maybe combine two of our ideas. Oilers give them Darnell Nurse. Maybe. That's not a bad idea. Hopefully, Lou Lamarello is listening to you. Yes, Lou, but... <laughs> if you're listening, go get Darnell Nurse, and then you can give the Oilers Josh Hosang and have it be their problem. You really don't like Josh I do Hosang. not. I really don't. But, like, he's not going to play anyway. He kind of blew all his chances. Yeah. So. Well, here's another, another I mean, might team. Might as well get something for him because you got to re-sign him this year anyway. Well, I would think, you know, look at – I would look – if I uh, – for teams who, are ne- who really need to need to figure out what they're doing and fast is teams like St. Louis and Arizona because they're sitting right on – like, I don't, I don't get it. And I, I know the West is very confusing at the moment because the West – Every really no team is really avid except for like maybe L.A. and Chicago, and no, even even, even say, them. I wouldn't even say even Chicago. Chicago. They're five points out. L.A. is ten points out. So that's going to be a little little trickier. Especially that L.A. selling, I wouldn't expect yeah. them to do anything. So L.A. is really the only West team that's out of it right now. Everyone else is within five points. Yeah, if not. Less, obviously. I don't know if that just proves how good the West is or how bad the West is. This is a struggle. This is a very off year for for the West. Colorado was firing on all cylinders last after they traded Duchesne last year and the beginning of this year. Now they're not in the playoff spot. St. Louis was doing amazing last year. I wouldn't say amazing, but doing much better. L.A. was a 90-point team. Now they're worse than the West. They haven't even broken 50. That's like... And, that's, yeah, it's just an off year. The Ducks were in the playoff hunt last year. Well, the du- the Ducks, sadly, I think I think if I if uh, the Ducks are a little too old. At this the, point. Yeah, the Ducks need to figure out their future because you still have the two thousand. You still have, you still have the two thousand seven mindset when they that won too. the cup, and it's and I think at this point, if you're the Ducks, I would I would think it's time to take a step back and. Reorganize your team. I I know you have Perry, you have yeah. Getzlav, you have Although, Gibson. Gibson's been the one bright spot on that Ducks team. Uh, yeah, that and the fact that I'm sure losing Perry at the beginning of the year for five months. Yeah, I think he, I think he's help. coming back. He just now. he came back. I think on Saturday. Yeah, he, he just came, came back. back. 
that didn't help you. Dallas is not a top three team. The way they're built, they're not. But they are now because everyone else is struggling. Which is even more confusing because they're still having problems with management. That, that too. They're, what was it? Their GM or CEO came uh, out. And no, it was their GM said who said how disgraceful they're playing. Yeah, Tyler, their two biggest players. He said they're they're being very disgraceful to the organization. And I'm just sitting here like, do you? Because every other team in the NHL looked at you and said, if you don't want them, yeah, like I'll, I'll take them. I don't care. This is not how you thank Tyler Sagan for giving you the next eight years of his career. By saying, oh, you're a disgrace. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. There were choice words said, but we are yeah, not we're, we're the rights to yeah, say We're it. not in the rights to say those words on on this radio station. That was the gist of it. Though. Yeah, that was, the, that was the basic idea of what was said. If I was them, if I was, if I was Dallas, I would try to just put that behind you and just because I don't – I think with this group of guys in Dallas, this is the best chance you have since 99. Right. Yeah, their, their defense is definitely getting there. Um, Klingberg came out of nowhere last year. Radulov's he- finally coming Radulov into his own. Was, what's his name? Heiskanen? Yeah, Heiskanen's coming he, in. He was a very solid draft pick. Jamie Benn's struggling this year. He he is. It's kind of an off year for Tyler Sagan. But they'll turn it around because they're top players. Top men. Exactly. So, you know, that's that's got to be something ben to Bishop's, look for. Ben Bishop, so... Yeah, you know, not the, Ben Bishop of old, but he's Ben. He's still Ben Bishop. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still the he's guy. Fine. He's still a, one of the better goalies. Yeah, in the league, and uh, just there's a lot of teams here that I'm still kind of surprised about that they haven't been doing anything to get rid of players. Detroit, even though you have nothing to give, I don't think Detroit has anything to give. I think a lot of that Detroit. The only thing I think they have to give is Jimmy Howard. Even so, Jimmy Howard's on the decline, anyways. Yet he was an All Star, which shows. The lack of talent in Detroit. Yeah, which is just sad. Because and Dylan Larkin. So. Yeah, come on. But Dylan, wasn't he injured? I believe Dylan he Larkin, he was been. injured for the All-Star break. But, you know, Florida is confusing because they're still not doing anything. But then you got the teams at the top, and I don't even know what these teams really need because you got Tampa Bay. What the heck could Tampa Bay need at this point in the game? A cup? Yeah, I, I've said that before. Other than that, they don't really, I mean, they're ahead of everyone by... At least in the East, they have a 14-point lead on the next closest team. Yeah, no, and it, it's nuts. With they have 80 more points, game, and the next team is Calgary with 73. That's crazy. And the shocking thing is those two teams, you would have looked at them like at least like two to three years ago. You would have been like, yeah, they can make the playoffs, but they're not going to make the cup final. When those two teams— were- I would have said more so Tampa had a better shot yeah. three years ago, and they did because they made it in 15. They did make it in fifteen. They, Calgary, I don't, I didn't even expect this from them. Yeah, uh, you, Calgary it's, is surprising because you would think like, who do they have in their team? They have a lot of former Carolina players. Well, I mean, they did just make a pretty, pretty big trade in the off season with with Carolina. But other than that, I mean, they just happened to sign. It was actually funny because Lindholm the other night when uh, they actually played in in Carolina, after after Calgary won, they he 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 imitated the skull clap that they do. <laughs> After the game, which there was actually a lot of heat with that uh, a few nights ago, uh, a, a analyst on TSN said that it's a uh, bush league. What they yeah, do? Yeah, a lot of people don't like their post-game celebrations, but it it is what it is. Yeah, and I get it. It's a, still a game, and you know you're supposed to have fun, and it's supposed to be interactive, and you know it is fun to watch. I, I love watching it. You know, especially like when they do the Thor one in the middle of the ice, and everybody just falls down. It's great. I, I think it's great, but you know, Calgary. Calgary's just surprised. They've really surprised me. They, they're only 8 it's, 1 and 1 in their last be 10. All Johnny Goudreau. I wouldn't even think so because I mean, they're 74 top. points. Well, yeah, no, it's so, mostly Johnny. I'm not saying it's not Johnny Goudreau. It's mostly of, Johnny Hockey. They've been able to do everything that they've done without really any production from James Neal, which was pretty much their only. Please don't get me started on signing. James Neal. He had 13 points in 51 games when they. He sometimes has 13 points in, I don't know, a week and a half. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't get what, what has happened to him. And I, I've I've gone on my rants. Whoever's listening to the show, even you know, I've gone on these rants about James numerous Neal. Numerous times. Yeah, numerous times because it's just it's upsetting to see a player of his caliber do nothing really on this team. And yet, the, you know, you don't even – you don't yell at the guy because, you know, your team's still winning. Like, what, am, what are you going to do? I um, think he just – he's played in – 
every game so far this year for the Flames. I think he just needs to be, or he's missed two. Okay, I think he needs to be like a healthy scratch for a game or two just to clear his head, and then. But at this point, at this point in the season, I wouldn't. I would not even think about doing it because, you know, you're this close to the end of the season. You're in the second half. You're gonna try to win every game at this point. And you got and yeah yeah it may be nice to sit him for a bit because you guys you got a lot of guys who are producing like Sammy Bettman you know Hannafin Brody Giordano Kachuk you got a bunch of guys who are producing for you let's say counting Monahan and Gaudreau who are probably the top two players on this team you know Gaudreau leads the team in points Gaudreau has seventy four the next closest guy is Monahan with sixty two. That, and I'm pretty sure they're 12, on the same line too. That's a 12 point gap, and that's just that's shocking, that a player could do that, could carry a team like that, and yet still, and yet they're, they're the top team in the West, but they're not by much. Not by much, no. So which is can be concerning down the line. They they have a three point lead, but they have uh, Winnipeg's behind them, but they have Winnipeg. a game in hand on Calgary. So I, you know, Winnipeg, I knew. Winnipeg, I had a, I knew since they lost in the, in the conference final to Vegas that they were going to come in with a vengeance. I, I, this is kind of where I actually put Winnipeg in the beginning of the season, so it's nothing really shocking to me. San Jose, it took them a bit to get here. San Jose needed to, you know, sit there and figure out what they were doing with Eric Carlson and everybody because they didn't have good production, and now they finally have good production. The, the, the question I have for them is, can they keep this going forward? Because they are a contender. So, I don't know if they can, because they are one of the older teams in the league, and their captain is, I'm fairly certain, is about to become a free agent. And they, he, But he's also in his mid-30s. They have a lot of guys in their mid-30s, and Joe Thornton's like a dinosaur at this point. So they're just an old team. Yeah, he's still producing. They're they're all still producing, and I'm giving them that. But they're not going to be around and like a top five team in the West much longer. So yeah. they need to get the pieces now to win now. And because honestly, they their one chance it seems like was 16. Yeah, that and it, you know that's not that long ago. And it either. wasn't that long ago. It was it was three years ago. So, it, it, you know, you could think, and yeah, once again, they were also going up against the Penguins. You know, it, it, it was a better, the better team won that series. Yeah. So, I know, I, but still, you got guys like Eric Carlson and Evander Kane, who we actually haven't heard a lot from. I keep forgetting Evander Kane's on the Sharks. Yeah, and, and you know, that's kind of shocking to me because when he came in last year at the trade deadline, he was a house of fire. He was. He, he was out to prove something. Yeah, and I, I guess that I don't know what happened to that. I don't fire. know if he proved it because he did get he did get a nice contract got extension, a very nice contract. Extension. So I don't understand why you know we don't hear his name come up when you talk about you know the top forwards on this team. You know, Brett Burns is your is your leading goal scorer. That, no, I'm not no not leading goal scorer, um, point getter. I'm sorry, I was got the wrong stat. Your nice point getter is Joe Pavelski, and Kane is up there with 21, but. I'm just kind of surprised because he was. I thought he was supposed to be like their their new uh, cornerstone of this team, and he really hasn't done anything in his second year. Maybe it's a sophomore slump with a new team that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, first full season with a new team. It, I mean that that's what we thought from. Well, not even sophomore, but like when Carlson first got here, he was god awful. Yeah, no, he was. That was and very he upsetting. St- he may have forty assists, and he definitely turned still got it three around. goals. He he's not a three goal player. He's yeah, so I don't. Not. But then again, you, you look at Eric Carlson. He's all. Isn't he also a free agent? He's about to become a free agent. Yeah. Now the the big question is: Do you tra- you can't trade Carlson? Oh, absolutely. You not. can't. You can't trade him. First of all, you can't trade him twice in the season. Yeah. Don't put don't put the dude through that. The, that that I think he just that re- was his entire summer. Yeah, his entire summer was waiting to be traded, and then he finally got traded, and he was just like, I didn't want to be traded because there were because. He did ask for a trade, but then he he, re- he realized asked for his, it, heart's he in Ottawa. his heart's in Ottawa. It was one of those things. It was one of those. It's better for my career, but I want to stay here kind of things. And just all summer, it was 
he's going to Tampa. He's going to Dallas. He's going, going to Vegas. Vegas. It was a bunch of stuff. And I'm, I wouldn't even go as far as to say maybe he was like looking up houses in these cities, but like. He just needs one place to play. That's where his mind was at. Was what? Just where am I? He also playing? didn't have a like last season. His I think his I, personal life was his personal life was very all was all, all over, over the, the place. place. And it was it's very it's a very sad story. If nobody knows it, he he had a bunch of problems. We're not going to get into it um, here. But you, Ottawa was the city he needed. He needed to get out of Ottawa. Yeah, he needed out of Ottawa mostly because Ottawa Ottawa. Once again, is in the wor- is probably the most the worst run. I can't use the language I want to use on the, for this team, but they are the worst run organization in the NHL today. And the fact that they are still thinking about there, there's still there's rumors every day about the team relocating. The Which team, honestly is not a terrible idea, because this team I can't has see, I can't jumped. See that, I can't see that team anywhere else right now. This Especially team with jumped Melnick. off a cliff after they uh, lost in the finals. Oh, no. The, the, what, what is it? Chris Kunitz? Chris Kunitz is probably <laughs> single-handedly ruined the, the worst yeah. and the, the most hated person in the city of Ottawa because he – I didn't think they were going to make it that far. Oh no! They got a lot of they got a lot of gimmies. That and for so that, that Chris season. Kunitz is probably the most hated person in Ottawa. And then after that goal was scored, this team just fell off of a cliff. Yeah, it was a and like not dive. even like a slow decline. It was like <laughs> there. I'm just jumping because it's like there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, I I I'm just and it wasn't and you're right. It wasn't slow. It was, it was just like hit one after goal away hit from the Stanley Cup. Hit. I'm just happy we're a team. <laughs> That's the like, oh, that's the best way you could say think about Ottawa right now is that they're they're just a team and even that you can't even say that because they're still trying to actively shop Duchesne and Ryan. Well, Bobby Ryan they've been trying to get rid of for a long time because he has that seven and a quarter million dollar contract which not worth it. Yeah, and Duchesne they're trying to shop because they were trying to sign him but there were some problems with his extension, so now instead of letting him go for nothing. A la Islanders, they want to get something for him. Yeah, and and not even that. And you know what, Duchesne, yeah, he's he's the second top producer on your team, but I think he's more miserable now than he was in Colorado. I I think so. Yeah, because he saw well, not even seeing the success that Colorado had with him gone, which is still just funny. The lack of success that him and his team are having in Ottawa. Yeah, he no. just can't catch a break. He's always been—he's never been on a good, good team. And it took getting rid of him for Colorado to be a good team. Yeah, and the whole point that Ottawa—I think Ottawa—I I know Melnick will never sell the team. He, he said that he's—he's not, he's not looking to sell the team, but he's looking at—he's just a—he's a bad owner. He's just a very bad owner. He's—he's he's not friendly with the city. He hasn't done anything, and the team is basically just. This is most the, the whole problem with Ottawa is Melnick and the city of Ottawa. It, it's not. I don't think that that it's the team's fault that anything's going on. The only problem is the team is very outspoken about this. I think. It, I think easily. You know, we look at. I think it was what was it a few months ago the Uber video. Yeah, they had a this whole like Uber heist thing where the. Players were uh, talking about the lack of production and how it's poorly run, the, the organization, and it was recorded on a dash cam video, and then it was released to ille- a news illegally. Outlet. No, with, it was the news well, outlet's it, got it, a hold of it. Well, that, but it, the players didn't give their consent to say, yeah, you can release this. Which, that's just the sad world we live in in 2019 where everybody has a camera. But, you know, that, that hurt your team, especially because those, those weren't just... Those weren't like low. Those that was Duchesne yeah. and Ryan, and I think the Zingle too. I think that was, that's not good when you're yeah, when and your main players. Also, I would like to add. Speaking of Dzingle, Otto was out of their mind if they think they're going to get a first round pick for him. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Out of their mind. You're gonna. You may get a prospect. He's not at all worth the first round pick. Absolutely oh, no. not. No, Ottawa just need. I think Ottawa just needs to get rid of everything. I think if you can some give him a bag, like if you want to even trade a bag of pucks, go right ahead. Yeah, like 
If you want to give a, if you want to give a team, you know, Matt Duchesne, and they'll bite on the Bobby Ryan contract, which is what they were trying to do. Yeah, I think that was a big thing with, with um, when they with were Carlson. trying to trade Carlson. They said, "We'll give you Carlson, but you have to take the some money off of um, Bobby Ryan," which is what actually a lot of teams try and do nowadays. Not even just the NHL. The uh, the Mariners and the Mets did that with uh, the whole Robinson Cano trade. Yeah, so no. so it's it's a sports more of a sport. It's a sports thing than anything else. So. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our, even though we've been talking about it all day, you know, the contenders of who can list, who can lift the Stanley Cup come June. And then we're going to go straight into our hat trick challenge. So you're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be part of a crime scene investigation? Join the Forensic Science Club, open to all majors. Experience what detectives do at the scene of a crime with new interactive forensics labs every week. General meetings are Wednesdays during Common Hour in the Life Science Building, Room 140. And check us out at Facebook.com slash LIU Forensics and on Instagram at LIU Post Forensics Club. You gotta be a bit crazy, a little bit out your mind. If you've been drinking, then you go out and drive. You're risking countless lives and your own too. Plus, you risk hurting everyone that knows you. Yeah, they'll be so blue, standing at your burial, thinking that you were a fool while at your memorial. The point is, you shouldn't risk those lives. If you drink, don't drive. If you drink, don't drive. Spend a few bucks on a cab or sleep while you've been drinking. If you drink, don't drive. Stay alive, start thinking. Stay sober, arrive alive. If you drink, don't drive. If you drink, don't drive. Mad dog. Welcome back to Post Post here on mywcwp.org, and we are going to look at the big heavyweight contenders for Lord Stanley's Cup. And see, I didn't really go in depth because I have a feeling that I think once we talk, start talking about this, we're both going to just jump right on it. Toronto. Just Toronto. Well, I mean, it, it, they, they got to be. If it's if they're not, then there's something wrong. Meanwhile, there's probably something wrong with this league anyway. Yeah, because the league has just entirely flip, been flipped on its head since, I want to say, November. But Since uh, since just the beginning of the year, it's just been a, a crazy year. I did not think at any point, not even just saying this just because I am a fan I didn't think at any point the Capitals and Penguins would be chasing the Islanders. At any point. You're not complaining, though. I'm not complaining. <laughs> You're not complaining, though. I just didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, no. And, you know, even even as a fan of a division rival, I didn't think of it either. I, I didn't see them doing the, doing anything of what, they, what they're doing now. But it, it's, it's interesting to see because it's actually – it's nice to see because it's competitive now. It, because – we, um, for for those who don't know, uh, both me, Ryan, and a bunch of our other colleagues here at WCWP went to the um, Islander-Tampa Bay game, and it was a great game. That it was a, a one nothing shootout win for Tampa, but that was that was such an intense game, and Vasilevsky played his heart out, and so did probably, Thomas Grice. Thomas Grice did too. Which I think even going into the game, I don't think any of us expected. I had a little start. bit of a freak out when I saw it was Leonard over Grice. But <laughs> it was Grice over Leonard. Yes, Gr- Grice over Leonard is what I meant. But Thomas Grice, I saw an absolutely different side of Thomas Grice. Apparently, he's only good against like two or three teams, and I'm just glad one of them's the Lightning. The Sp- other one's the Hurricanes. But the Lightning, now you look at the Lightning, and you look at Toronto, because I'm telling you right now, that is the second-round matchup for the Atlantic. It has to be, because unless there's an upset, which wouldn't surprise me, because the Bruins every year have had the Bruins always find a way to upset the Maple Leafs. Yeah, but I think this year is different, especially because they're a contender and they just got Jake Muzzin, which is a big get for them. They'll probably get one or two other big defensive pieces. And I can't really see. I don't really think Boston needs to do that much. They just need to stay healthy, which is somehow. It's it's challenging. It's challenging for them because they are very. They also just need prone. to play better on the road, but that's easier said than done. Yeah, but you got all these guys, and you got all you know, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Morgan Riley. These, these you read these names. This is not a team. This is an all star list. Pretty much, 
So then the only the only team the only player on this even you know Patrick Marlowe still even is producing for this team. Patrick Marlowe is probably maybe like less a little bit less of a fossil than Joe Thornton, but Wait. twice the production. He's the dad of this team. Well, yeah, he's like and but f- almost almost forty, if not forty. Yeah, and you look at their leaderboard, which is actually interesting. Is it's all it's either Mitch Marner, John Tavares, or Austin Matthews. Which and, Matthews is about to get a very nice extension. I saw somewhere five to six years, somewhere between what Tavares is making and what McDavid's making. Yeah, so if, probably eleven and a half, twelve. That's and that's not even that's not even factoring in, you know, all the other stuff that'll come with that contract, like a signing bonus and all that other stuff. Because here's the thing, and I and I know Toronto. If, if any Toronto fans are watching, you know, you guys had, at Toronto had a very big problem with Nylander, and. They, I think, I think it was just him being a stubborn kid. Yeah, no, it was, and I, I agree with that. It really was. But, I want eight million dollars. No, <laughs> no, I want eleven million dollars. Oh, he said eleven million. I it heard, was eleven. First and then they I heard it was down. eight million dollars. I'm like, it's like your third year. You're not getting eight. You're not. You don't deserve six. And you have like three points in your last like year and a half. Exactly. But here's you, the thing. You should get like six bucks. When he came in and he finally came back, and I remember that, and I remember the first thing he said was he went up to Matthews and he went up to Marner and he said, do yourselves a favor, sign the extension now. Because they he knows. He says, I didn't get to play for six months, and it's showing. Now it it's is. showing. It really, really is. It's showing that you didn't play for a very long time. And you, you know what? Imagine if you did have Nylander from October. This they'd, team would be... They'd be just about even with uh, Tampa. Tampa. If, if, if Nylander produced, that would have been amazing for them. And it, it hurts them. The only other questions I have for them is you you got to sign these two. You need to sign those guys. You know, John Tavares, I am sorry. But if where was, where was this John Tavares when he was on the Islanders? I mean, the goal production was there. The assists weren't always there. Well, he also didn't have guys to play with. That, too. He never had, like, big-name guys. Like, he had, like, Kyle Laposo, and he had um, Thomas Vanek for, like, a hot second. And he had solid middle-of-the-pack guys, but now now that he has big-name guys, he's got Marner, Matthews, Marlowe. He's—of course your production's going to go up. Yeah, and, you know, John Tavares is—well, it's John Tavares— and you got Matthews, who's who is one of the better, one of the best players in the league. The only questions that the only question marks that I see on the, that will stop this Toronto team, there are two. One is goaltending. I'm sorry, but Frederick Anderson, he is a great goalie. He's got 22 wins. He's got a .922 save as a save percentage. But you need a goalie cannot stop everything, and your defense need you need defense pieces. You always will. And, you know, getting Muzzin was the first step in that, as I said. But you need other stuff. Where you can go get them, maybe go back to the well at L.A. Maybe get um, Martinez. Anything for Martinez not to go to the Islanders. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't see Martinez really going anywhere. But side note, if he went to the Islanders. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. I'd never let you hear the end of it. Yeah, I know. And if he is to go anywhere... I just want to see the reaction if he went to the Rangers. That's just I. That's that'd just be, all I want to say. That'd be like Chris Kreider going to the Canadians. Y- y- I think it'd be worse. You'd hate him, but like you're like, well, maybe we can like you. M- maybe, maybe it would take it would take about a year. Alec Martinez crushed the entire fan base's hopes and dreams. I don't think you're ever gonna like him. If he scores a game, to, if he scores the same goal, just for us. Yeah, yeah, got a long way that. to go until that one happened. A few years. Give me like give us like four years. A decade. But not oh, you decade. No, we're not getting into this argument. We're not because I, I will strangle you. We're not getting into this argument. But yeah. So who who did you who is a contender for you that is close? Winnipeg. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I can. I, I mean, can they, agree they put with that. up nine. Like even if it is on the Ducks, they put up nine the other night. Anytime you put up nine, you're you're have a good shot of going places. Yeah. And I and because I, I it's gonna sound wrong, especially because of what I'm wearing, but Winnipeg should have been in that final against Washington. Oh absolutely. Like I love Vegas and they're one they're one of the And they probably would have won the final. Oh they would have won the final and we would they would have la- allowed us to laugh at the Capitals again. And it would have been great. But you know, 
th- this year, uh, no, I don't think anything is going to stop them. Uh, they don't. Uh, the besides... only thing that that's going to stop them is really injuries. But yeah. they haven't really had any. Exactly. Which and they had a ton last year. Because if the playoffs ended today, they would play Minnesota. They'd crush Minnesota. No, actually, wait, they played. No, wait, yeah, they played. They would play uh, either Minnesota or Vancouver. Doesn't matter. They'll crush both those teams. Uh, they're the division leaders. Yeah. So they play. The I don't know if it wild be card. Second wild card. So it would no, be. They play the first wild card. Yeah. So they play Minnesota. I was right. Yeah, they will destroy. Minnesota. They destroyed Minnesota, and then they probably end up playing Nashville or Dallas. Which, Dallas, they'll they'll destroy Dallas, but Nashville's not getting. Oh, they're getting, getting bounced twice in two years. Yeah, especially not by Dallas. Yeah, exactly. So, but that that'll be interesting to see. But I do agree with you. I think Winnipeg has enough firepower, and you know, just overall skill, to to and w- just win the West. The youth that they have there, they're going to be relevant for quite a few years. And if somehow Winnipeg can win a cup, I am buying myself an Atlanta Thrashers championship shirt. Because I'm sure they're going to be made somewhere. Somebody will make that. Come on, you gotta. Although right now the Super Bowl being in Atlanta yesterday was the closest that city's ever going to get to a championship, at Ooh. least recently. Oh, that's a nice burn. But now nah, Atlanta, I- I'm getting a thrasher. <laughs> I'll get a thrasher shirt that says Stanley Cup champions. But we'll move on to segment three. This is the post to post hat trick, where me and Ryan make three bold predictions for the week, and we're gonna see who g- who gets them right every week. Now last week. We both picked three, and we're tied 1-1. And as we decided, the loser of this, we will decide this on the second-to-last show of the year before school ends, and the loser on the final show has to wear the other team's jersey. So if I lose, I will have to wear an Islander jersey. Ryan is being stubborn. (laughs) I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to be homeless. You My dad will kick me out. My mom can back me up on this. He, she's told me, if you ever wear anything, Rangers, you're not allowed in my house. He, but you're not wearing it in the house. You're wearing it in the studio. He doesn't care. For an hour. He doesn't care. An hour. He doesn't care. There's right. video proof he doesn't care. Okay. Okay. We'll decide. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. If worse comes to worse, you'll wear my Ducks jersey. Okay. So you'll be fine. But Put me in anything with like a Canadian maple leaf on it. It's like the same thing. So now I gotta go buy a Maple Leaf jersey. No, not that Maple Leaf, like the red one, like of that's on the flag. I'll get you a John Tavares Toronto jersey. You just hate me, don't you? Yeah, no, no, because you're not. I'm probably one of the only people that'd be okay with that. I know. See, if I don't hated put me you, in anything, Nino Niederreiter or Josh Hurst. If I hated you, I would give you the jersey, and I tell you go to an Islander game with it in the Coliseum. People have done that, and. I'm surprised they haven't gotten, like, killed. Yeah, but so this week's predictions, last week, the only one that I got right was that Patrick Kane did score his 900 point. And, and I got the one I got right wrong. was Pittsburgh is in, top, is in the top three and Columbus is out. I was very close to being up 2-1, but Edmonton had to go ahead and disappoint me and not be in the playoff spot. Colorado cooperated and was terrible last week. All right. My, mine this week are simple. One, mine are pretty simple. One. Phil the Thrill, Phil Kessel, will get his 800 point this week. That's, I think, almost a guarantee. Stands to reason. It's a guarantee. Carolina will be in a playoff spot. Oof. That's a stretch. A little bit, but I I have faith in in the skull clap. So, and last, Colorado will be in a wild card spot. Okay, that one, they're going to get it back because they're two points out with a game in hand. So, those three are mine for this week. So, mine for this week, Joe Pavelski is going to get 400 career assists. That's also pretty much a guarantee. He's one away. Um, Ovechkin will have forty goals. Almost, he needs three. Mm, he can get. He can get three. He needs three. And this one. This one's a little, little far fetched. Robin Leonard's goals against will be under two. That's rough. It's a very. That's a very bold prediction. That's gonna be. Well, rough. that is. The that's idea. the point. That's the point of this. That's the point of the segment. Under two. It's at two point oh two right now. The Islanders between now and our next show have four games, and he's gonna start. I'd say at least three of them because they have a back to back over the weekend. All right. No, I could. It's it's a stretch. And three of those, four of those, they're playing ball in Boston, so that. That one's going to go either way. In Jersey. That's a 
almost a guarantee. And then at home against Colorado and Minnesota. Colorado is a question mark. Minnesota, I think, is a guarantee, but I hate Minnesota. So I think it's it's doable, but it's a stretch. All right. So now next one, we're gonna look at the we're gonna go over the games for tonight. They actually got a few tonight. Uh, first one is Ducks at Maple Leafs. I think we all know where this is going. Um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead, go out on a little bit of a limb here and say the team that's gonna win is not the team that gave up nine goals the other night, and that's the Leafs. The Leafs are gonna lose. No, the Leafs are gonna win. Oh, that's okay. That's easy. Yeah. So that you you made that was confusing. You made it sound like you were going to go for the Ducks. Gonna win. The Ducks, no, the Ducks gave up nine goals the other They're night. They're on the road. It's not happening. Next one, Kings at Rangers. I mean, this is you see the problem is that the Kings always play better. Kings always, are one of those teams they always that play come better the against garden. the Rangers. Always, and they always play better at the Garden. Always, which is still confusing to me. I love it. But, <laughs> you love it for other reasons, but I pick Rangers. I think you know. Zuccarello has been very hot. Zibanejad has been very hot. They're finally clicking, and you know I think Zuc has had a point in the last a single point all in the last seven games. So he's on seven game point streak. I'm I'm going Rangers too because the Kings. I I was at the Kings Islanders game on Saturday and they they were just a mess. They were all over the place, and plus they they have eight road wins this year. That is it. That is way too low. So I'm going Rangers for that one. Next, we got a tank game. Well, in my opinion, it's a tank game. Canucks at Flyers. I wouldn't say that's a tank game for both teams because Vancouver right now is in a playoff spot. Yeah, but they're it's... They're two it's... points back of the first wild card spot, so they're not that far out. But, I, I mean, they're going to beat the Flyers anyway. Like, the Flyers don't try anymore. Yeah, no. And the last one is Coyotes and Stars. This is a Stars win. Stars. They're an easy win. Uh, now, go go to the game of the week. I actually want to talk about my game of the week because it's it's a very huge game. It's possibly a playoff series. And that is Thursday's game where it's the Sharks at the Flames. That interesting. is very I, – I think that that should be an interesting matchup because, A, that's a play, that's a first-round playoff series if, if the playoffs started today. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is the Flames, I think, are on a – they they just no they I won't say they were on a two game win streak but they lost one and then they won again in Carolina, so you know this is interesting, as in you know the Flames, can they roll four lines against a very solid defense, because the defense on the Sharks as much as we say it's old, you know you still have Eric Carlson and Brett Burns, which they're they're. Always produce as long as they're in the league. Exactly, and and the whole point of this is, can the Flames roll four lines at this point? Because that's the one question that I've always had with the Flames, especially now that they are possibly a playoff contender. Can they roll four lines against an actually strong team? Because if they can't, then this playoff series will be over in five. Yeah, if if the Flames can't get production out of every line, they're not really going to go places. My game of the week is actually something similar. It does involve the Sharks, except it's the game before yours. San Jose, Winnipeg. Yeah, both San Jose's got a really rough schedule. They this do. Week. The league has not been kind to San Jose this week, but I think that because they they play the top two teams in the West in two back to back games. Oh yeah, that's going to be a that's murder. Rough, but these two games are going to be a test of how far they can go. I think if they get two, maybe even three of, of four four possible points, they'll is be that game, fine. Is that game in Winnipeg? It is in Winnipeg. Ooh. Because not only— I, I got Winnipeg take... loves to defend home ice, but San Jose needs to prove that they can beat the top teams on the road. Yeah, and the, uh, you know, see, I, can't, I don't think San Jose could do that because Winnipeg's coming in with a three-game win streak— at home, the whiteout. The, yeah, even though the whiteout really doesn't take into effect until the playoffs. But you're right; it's a it, it's that's probably not a, not a kind place to play. Oh, not at all. But so those are our game of the weeks. Anything you want to add? Um, there were really not a lot of games that stuck out this week. Yeah, it's don't forget. It's also we're coming. We're still coming off the break. 
that too. But like, you'd still think that right out after the break, there'd be some like. That was that was Friday and Saturday. That was Friday and Saturday night, because you had you know Tampa playing a hot team. You had Tampa again playing a decent team. As much as I want to embrace the tank, but <laughs> you can't tank, right? Yeah, no, we can't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how. It's not that hard to like not be good. We got to trade people first, but that's so, the problem. <laughs> it is, but with that, guys, you've been listening to Post to Post here on my WCWP for the last time. Thank you for celebrating our one-year anniversary, and enjoy some hockey. We will see you next week.